Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life, and this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself, so stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hey guys. Okay. So first recording in our new place, which I'm excited about. We have moved out of my sister and brother-in-law's house, sadly, because I miss them and their dog. (laughs) But we are in a new place now that we're renting and life is just crazy, but it's good. (laughs) And God is always providing and taking care of us no matter where we're at. So if you guys are in a crazy stage of life too, especially after how last year was and going into this year, and I can't believe it's already April. It's just mind-blowing, but it's just been really cool to see what God's been doing. And so I hope he's been doing the same thing in your life, just showing that he is there with you in the midst of whatever you're walking through. So today I actually want to do a podcast on health, and this really stemmed from... A, it's something I love learning about and talking about and studying and experimenting with. And then uh, it's also something that my husband and I are passionate about. And this weekend, we're going to the beach because he has a race there that he's been training for since January of 2020 and everything got canceled in 2020, you know. So this year is the year of races (laughs) that he is going to do phenomenal in. So I'm really excited about that, and I'll probably talk talk about it on another episode, but we're also starting foster care training, and so I had to do it uh, basically an autobiography. We each had to do one, and I was talking about how health is something that's so important to me, and, you know, feeding our kids healthy whenever we have them, and then also foster care kids. So let's talk about health. Um, I've said it before on here, but I haven't really talked about it. Uh, So I am gluten-free, and I'm also dairy-free. I believe Jesus, you know, eradicated all sickness and disease when he died on the cross, because the Bible says so. And my episode on authority, I talk about how Jesus did this, and he triumphed um, when he died on the cross, and then went to hell, got the keys, triumphed, and came back. So I believe that, but I I also have celiac disease. So I don't really look at it the same way as a disease. I just see it as my body rejects gluten. And I'm thankful for that because it put me on a health journey that I don't think I would have gone on otherwise. And it made me become more knowledgeable about food. When you have a food allergy, you start to learn all about it. You start to read all the labels and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't everything it feels like. And so if anybody else out there has been on a health journey or had to be because your body decided you needed to, then I'm with you. So this is just some stuff about food and, you know, how I think we're supposed to steward, steward our body as well and kind of how I became gluten-free and dairy-free. And yeah, so food is fuel for our body. But it's also something that we all enjoy. Um, To some people, I know it is 
discouraging. It's something that they hate, and it gives them a feeling of disgust. And if you've struggled with that before, eating disorders or um, just feeling like you've been trapped with food, even my husband has felt that way, and we've talked about that before. And it's just, it can feel like you're in a prison of weight, calories, all the things that come with food. And so one of my favorite authors on this subject and eating healthy, changing your view of food, is Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she's amazing. Look her up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, watch some of her stuff. One of the books that she's written called Think and Eat Yourself Smart helped me so much in my knowledge on the food industry, as well as how I think about food and how God thinks of food. So the premise basically of that book and what it taught me and her videos, I've watched a ton of YouTube videos on her stuff. And she's in South Africa, so she has an accent. So I've, and a lot of it is scientific. So I have watched them many, many times over because I didn't get it the first time. I'd, I'd watch like one of her videos four times just to grasp everything that she's talking about. So God made our bodies to eat and he made them to enjoy the taste. Otherwise he wouldn't have given us, you know, taste buds and hormones that react to food. Plus, you know, I was trying, I, I thought about this and I was like thinking of all of the stories of Jesus where he was feeding people, where he was teaching people while having dinner with them. I mean, that's how he got to know people. He helped Peter and John catch fish. And then, you know, when he reappeared to them after his resurrection, they were out in the boat fishing and he was like, put the net on the other side. And then they did. And they knew, then they knew who he was. And I just think that's so cool is when he came back, he had breakfast with them on the beach. So I'm like, that. This is there's so many scenarios where Jesus was fellowshipping and teaching around food. If you think of, like, you could go through so many stories of Jesus and be like, he was eating here, he was eating here, you know. I think that shows to us there's so much fellowship and good conversation we can have around the dinner table or wherever you're eating. So food and eating are good. Now, I believe part of our stewardship of having these, these fleshly bodies is taking care of them treating them well, loving them, fueling them with good nutrients, and thanking God for what he's provided for us. I mean, we've been blessed to live in America where we have access to water and food basically wherever we go. But what you're putting in your body is your responsibility. No one makes you eat certain things unless you're a kid. And you choose whether to feed yourself good foods or bad foods. And I believe it's our job to learn what good foods and bad foods are. So I'm going to explain my story and kind of why I have that thought process. So um, since I was little, um, I've just kind of had signs of the celiac. And so like at about nine years old, I got a skin rash and we could not figure out what it was. Um, my mom took me to so many doctors and they just, they never figured it out. So then when I was about 12 to 13, I started having stomach pain. I, I vaguely, you know, I kind of remember this. I remembered like a defining moment was when I was getting ready to go to dance class and 
my stomach hurt so bad that I couldn't move. And I was already, I had my tap shoes on and I was like, I can't move. I can't get up. And so that's when my mom really was like, all right, let's figure this out. And it took two years of figuring this stuff out. And so at 15, I got an endoscopy, which is where they like, um, put you to sleep and they look at your stomach with a camera and they realized that I had celiac. And so, uh, for the first three months of that, I, we were learning and I mean, this was 10 years ago. So being gluten-free wasn't trendy and at the stores, there really wasn't a lot to eat. (laughs) And especially at school, they had nothing. And if I didn't pack my lunch, I really couldn't eat that day. So for the first three months, I was hungry all the time because when you switch from eating bread to eating no bread, no, uh, crackers, no cookies, no um, fried anything really. Like you can't have fried chicken. You can't have all of these things. Like I was hungry all the time. I remember my bo- my mom would buy me a snack to take to school and it would be gone by the end of the day. She'd be like, you ate a whole box, box of crackers. And I was like, that's all I had. That's all I could find. And I'm so hungry. So if anyone has tried to do gluten-free and you realize that, that's part of it. And I, I've had people try to do it and they've asked me about it and they're like, I'm just so hungry. I'm like, your body just, it takes them a couple months to adjust. So I remember that. And once I was 16 and on, I worked at Chick-fil-A and when I was about 18, I started to have a lot of joint problems and I couldn't lift things. I, I was like, man, my feet, my legs hurt all the time. My wrists hurt. They thought I had carpal tunnel And they gave me a cortisone shot, but it it wasn't caused by anything but the gluten. And I didn't even realize that until I was 21. And I was sick again. I was working at Chick-fil-A and I was having joint pain. And I was like, man, what is happening? I thought I got over this. I thought we were past this, but I wasn't. And we talked to a friend of ours and he was like, you're literally touching gluten all the time. You're around it you're inhaling flour. And so you can't work in food service that has gluten. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So it kickstarted me learning about food, learning what was going in my body, learning why I was having all these problems. And I talked about that on another podcast going through, you know, just a lot of anxiety and sickness and trying to figure out what was wrong with my body. And so Now, you know, looking back on it, I'm very grateful for walking through all that because it made me learn about food and about my body. And so I learned what GMOs are, which is genetically modified organisms. And, you know, organic stuff and our GMOs and all that jazz is popping up kind of everywhere right now. And so the basic way I can explain it is GMOs are processed foods. God didn't make it. It's man-made. And there's a lot of things that even say minimally processed and a lot of meats are minimally processed, which means they're still processed with, you know, genetically modified organisms. And we we can't be perfect, but I have a conviction knowing what things are doing in my body and also what they're doing to your brain. And so Dr. Caroline Leaf talks a ton about it and I'm just saying just go watch her videos because that'll help you tremendously know more about what's going on in your brain. But like, say for example, what corn syrup is doing to your brain? 
which isn't like everything. And a lot of those things are hard to get away from. Soy, gluten, sugar, corn syrup, which is sugar. There's like 14 different names for sugar. And if you don't know what you're putting in your body and you're okay with that, that's totally up to you. And none of us are perfect. But personally, it's hard for me to process eating something that I know is hurting my body. And when I first learned all about this, I was crazy. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, we can't eat out. We got to do this. We got to be really healthy, eat all organic and everything. And it's expensive. To me, it's worth it because on the, you know, the other half of my life, prescriptions and doctor's appointments would cost way more than eating organic. And that's Dr. Cranline Leaf's point. And I always, it just woke me up when she said that. I I was like, she's right. If I can prevent myself from having diseases and sickness by eating the right foods, then I'd rather do that on the front end of my life and continue on than putting bad stuff in my body and then have to pay for it later. So if you're like main things that register to me that someone is having issues with food is brain fog, exhaustion, body aches, headaches, stress, stomach issues. Like what are you eating is always like my first response to somebody. And uh, this also really, I I noticed this a lot um, with my mother-in-law having seizures she, uh, it really, a lot of it was dependent on her food because they were stress induced. And so she learned all about food. She did a complete like cutout of everything in her diet, except for meat and veggies. And she'd been vegan prior and cured. Um, she had cancer and she cured it by being vegan, which is amazing. And so I knew from watching her, I learned what foods do in your body not just later on in life, but right now, what are they doing for you? But the main point I want to make with this is you're in control of your life and your mind. Maybe you're not ready yet to change up your diet and that's okay. Um, it took me years to give up dairy. Like I didn't give it up until last August. Uh, I would just deal with the stomach pain until I was ready to change. And I was like, all right, I'm at a point in my life where I know what's good for me and I know it's not. And I know what I'm doing to put myself in this situation. Prior to that, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was having so much pain and issues. And then also headaches and migraines and all of those other things. A lot of people like who are gluten-free, they, they have random symptoms. Like I know one lady, she went gluten-free because her arms were going numb. It was so strange, but that's what the GMOs, the genetically modified organisms we're doing in her body. And they're basically in everything that we eat unless it's God made. So God made meat, God made veggies, God made fruit. And, you know, there's this whole like organic, non-organic, you know, what do we choose? I don't know. We're in the grocery store and it's hard to decide. And I, I seriously encourage you to do your own research because Uh, I do buy organic, but that's because I know what they've done to the stuff. Like they're putting chemicals in the fruit and veggies. And so that's why the size is so huge. I don't know if you've looked at like organic sweet potatoes. 
and, and non-organic sweet potatoes, but the size difference is crazy. And it's because they're speeding up the process by filling it with chemicals and then, you know, putting it on the shelf and they think they're going to run out of food one day. And I just, I don't believe that because God always provides. There's so many verses on, you know, God providing for us. Um, let me just read you some of the verses that I found. Uh, Genesis 1 29 says, then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. It also says in Genesis 9, 3 through 4, everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. So it's worth the time and effort that you're worth the time and effort it takes to learn about what fuels your body because we can't do the work that God has called us to do if we're unhealthy, if we're stuck in bed and we're sick and we're not taking care of ourselves and we can't take care of the people around us. That's just, it's completely unhelpful. I would ask you the question, what foods help your brain and help you think the clearest? I believe that God is telling us, I want my people to be able to think clearly, to have the health to carry out the Great Commission, to feed their children well, and to teach them how I see food. And 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. This doesn't mean this consumes you. It doesn't mean that food becomes your whole world. Unless God gives you a calling to reach people with food, uh, I definitely think there's people called to minister about food like Dr. Karen Lenleaf, and she's you know telling us what the food is doing in our brain. But so many of my favorite pastors and authors, they take care of their bodies and their health, and they talk about that. It's so that they can preach and teach and live out their callings, and they're not stuck in bed and not honoring their bodies. Food is also a way to honor those that we love, like our spouses and our families, because they're counting on us. So if we're not taking care of our bodies and we're not taking care of our health, then we're going to be stuck in bed. We can't help them as much, and we're going to doctor's appointments all the time. You have to pour all your money into that. But if we're well, we can live in our calling that God has asked us to live in. And honestly, I... I am so grateful for a husband who takes care of his body and takes care of his health and loves working out because I know I'm going to be able to count on him 50 years from now because of what he's put inside of himself. And uh, I also wanted to share real quick about his story. So I know the keto diet is like a trending thing. And uh, I don't really like diets. I like lifestyles. So what can you implement into your life every day, whether you're at home or eating out or, you know, like this weekend, we're going to the beach. And so I'm like, what the heck am I going to eat, you know, when I'm out? And how can I still steward my body well? Like we went to the beach a couple weeks ago and we ate a lot of sugar. And when we came home, I could feel it all in my body. I can feel it in my joints. I can feel it in my mind. I get headaches because I'm used to eating clean or cleaner because no one's perfect, like I said. But um, with the keto diet, the first time that we that he did it, 
we didn't know what we were doing and so we did it wrong. We he ate a lot of pork, he had a lot of dairy, and we did not steward that well. And I blame myself for that as well because we didn't know and I could have researched it more. So after that, he got his blood work done before and after in a three-month period, and his cholesterol was super high, and his testosterone was very low. And I realized, okay, this diet is not good for him. But he felt amazing because his energy was awesome, and his body does super well to be in ketosis. And I was like, okay. Then next time he was training for a race, he was last year, he said, I want to do the keto diet again, which I was not on board with because of the results the first time that we did it. So I want to be a supportive wife. So I went and saw a nutritionist who specializes in the keto diet. And I said, all right, I want to know all the details and I want to know why it does certain things. Why did it spike his cholesterol, lower his testosterone? Why um, does it produce in some people this and some people that? Like some people does super well and other people don't do well with it at all. She was so helpful, and I mean, I paid out of pocket to go there, and I spent an hour and a half just learning about it and asking questions, and the main things that I learned was we did it wrong the first time. We, you don't want to do a lot of pork. We did, we actually didn't do any pork the second time he did it, and the second time he did the keto diet, he did it for eight months, as well as no dairy, and so those are the main things that spiked his cholesterol. So this time I was like, all right, let's do the vegan cheese that I've found that I like, and he doesn't mind at all. And then we did a lot of fish and poultry and making sure that he had all the right nutrients and taking vitamins so that way it would produce the right results. And he felt incredible. His energy was awesome. Um, being in ketosis, his body just works so efficient with working out. And I'm very grateful that the second time around was so good. And I don't believe that the keto diet is like a lifestyle. I think it's just a diet. But I do believe that whatever lifestyle that you choose should work the most efficient for your body. And if that's not something that you, you know, want to grow and learn in, that's totally okay. My personal preference is I love fruits, veggies, and meat. And that's basically all I eat. And then we really, really try to limit sugar. It's difficult when you're eating out, you know, on the go. Um, if you drink coffee like I do, I love cream. And so, you know, sugar is a part of that. And so it's just like you limit yourself, you treat yourself, you don't, you know, discourage yourself. But you have to have a good view of food and know this is fuel for my body, what is good for my body so that way I can fulfill my calling for God. I'm so grateful that God has given us so many resources, you know, in America and with the internet and with social media to learn more about our bodies. It's not completely healthy um, social media because we all know you can't compare yourself to how other people live. I couldn't compare my diet with my husband's diet because he does super well on the keto. I don't do that great on the keto. I felt sluggish and my body does more efficient just being gluten-free and dairy-free. And, you know, if your body does better with something and you're not ready to give that up yet, that's okay. The time will come when you're ready and you're ready to make a change. Just like anything else in life where it's like, I'm not ready to do this yet. 
until you accept it for yourself and you say, all right, I want to be in this certain place of life, you'll know. And I just want to end with that verse. Whatever you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So I hope that this helps and you can live out that purpose. This is just something I'm, I love talking about and I'm truly passionate about. And if you have any questions or comments, message me. I would love to hear them and have a conversation about it. And yeah, so I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.